Episode number 168, Live Cash. Welcome to the Heads Up Poker Podcast. This is Steve Barton, and thank you for tuning in. This week, we have a live cash hand, one that I played uh, while I was out in Las Vegas. I was frequenting the Wynn Casino, and uh, I uh, sat down for a little cash after uh, busting one of their tournaments. Uh, It's a 1-3 no-limit cash game, and one thing I always do, I really got to stress this, is you have to have a routine before you sit down and play. And one that I do is I listen to an MP3 by Elliot Rowe before I play. You can get a free one, try it out. Seven minute tilt buster, costs nothing. Try it on your phone, you'll either like it or you'll love it. And you'll get them all, just like I've got. So for this one, I listened to his live cash MP3 before I sat down at the table. I will not play a hand of poker unless I listen to him first. He just gets you in the right mindset. I, You know, and I've noticed since I've been working on my mental game, uh, I've been doing Elliot Rowe now for probably three, maybe coming up on four years. And I don't tilt anymore. I don't have those, I see other pros and I'm like, and I see them just tilting and it's like, you're not, how have you not solved this part of your game yet? And I think a big part of it for me is just when you take over the course of several years of listening to one of these before every time I play, he's just now programmed my subconscious that tilt isn't even a factor. I just don't tilt anymore. I mean, I love it. Um, it's awesome. So, if you guys want your free MP3, click on the link in the show notes or go to headsuppoker.poker and click on the uh, support us tab and go down and get your free 7-minute tilt buster. He's also got a lot of other MP3s like the one I listened to here for live cash. So, when you do get an MP3, use the code HUPOKER and you'll score yourself a little discount. Don't pay the full price. Nobody does that. Okay, so, on to the hand. We've got, uh, it's a 1-3 no-limit cash game at the win. And um, we've been at the table now for a couple hours. Um, The player of interest in the hand is a gal, uh, two to my right. Um, She's in the cutoff, we're on the button, and she opens to 13. Um, now this player, uh, got to, you know, got to talking with her after, uh, you know, a couple hours and she's on a road trip. She's from, uh, oh God, I think it was, uh, Colorado and she went through Utah, saw a bunch of Utah, saw a bunch of Utah and all the national parks and stuff. A little bit of a hippie girl. She's probably 30 to 32 years old, somewhere in that ballpark. She's got her nephews with her who are, Anywhere from, I think they were 15 to like 17. She had two or three of them with her. Um, and uh, she's trying to get away. I could tell that by the way uh, she came and sat at the table, the way she said goodbye to her nephews, this girl just needs a break and she just wants to play. So that's the mindset she's she's been having. Um, she's bought in now. This is her third buy-in. She just bought in for 200, lost a pot one or two hands before, and now she's down to 160. 
And uh, every time she's pulling out money, she's got at least a grand in her purse. I think she had one or two hundreds left after. Uh, uh, no, she had more than that. She did three buy-ins, two hundred each time. So she's got several hundreds left. And um, yeah, this is her third buy-in. Girl came to play and she's drinking. So she raises in the cutoff to 13. It folds to us on the button. And we look down at King Jack suited. Uh, not only King Jack suited, but King Jack of Spades and if we were in China, that would be a lucky hand. But unfortunately, we're in America at the uh, the win, and spades aren't lucky, but it's still suited. Um, looking to my left, it looks to me very likely that the small blind and big blind are going to fold. And I think if we call here, we're going to be heads up quite a bit. So we go for the call. Uh, we call on the button, small blind and the big blind fold. They comply. So we've got a total of 30 in the pot. Effective stacks are 147. She started 160. Now she's down to 147. Uh, we have a, we've got about a grand. So we're, the effective stack is uh, 147. The flop is ace of diamonds, queen of diamonds, four of clubs. So we've got uh, King Jack of Spades. We have a gut shot, and that's about it. Um, the cutoff, she, uh, I originally thought she bet seven, but after reviewing my notes, she bet 10. Uh, so into a pot of 30, she leads out for 10. She'd been leading out quite a bit. I could, I could see her leading out here. If she was pretty nutted when she, when she raised, we can't narrow her range that much because we didn't re-raise her. But if she was doing that with something like uh, jacks, tens, nines, eights, sevens, sixes, probably fives isn't uh, taking this. But I, I got the impression that she had a weakish hand like that. Maybe she's got a queen. Maybe she's got an ace. All of those are in her range. In her range. Um, and she could have a flush draw too. A lot of players kind of get scared here with flush draw. And um, remember, there's four suits. 25% uh, of the time, it's going to be uh, one suit out there. And since there's already two out there, it's even that much less likely that they have uh, that they have the draw. So uh, don't be too scared of the flush draws. She bets 10. Uh, what do we do here? I think she's almost always got a... I, I don't think we're ever good here. <laughs> Unless she's doing this with um, Jack-10 or King-10. Uh, I think there's very few hands here that, that we're beating. Um, you know, some of the hands that we could be ahead of that she's betting here would be like eight, nine of diamonds for a flush draw and our king high is good. But I think the vast majority of the time, this is some type of uh, value hand betting into this. I don't think she was totally stack size aware to know that there was 30 in the pot and she's only betting 10, um, you know, giving us four to one. But... Um, I think we're behind here. So basically what we're, we're, I don't think there's any value in raising unless we're going to, we'll probably get her to fold uh, those under pairs to the queen, but she's never folding an ace. And I think she's very rarely folding a queen. This girl likes to see, uh, see the hand down. Um, so we flick in a call and we got a potential to win uh, 147 of her stack uh, behind. There's already 40 in the pot. We can flick in a call, even if it's a 10 of diamonds here, I'm never folding. Um, so, we call, and uh, on the turn, we got a total of 50 in the pot. And the turn, lo and behold, 
is the Ten of Clubs. <laughs> How about that? So we turn the nuts. Um, the rest of this hand is pretty uh, pretty simple here. Uh, she shoves all in for her remaining 137, and uh, we we literally break our arm. My arm's in a cast right now, uh, trying to call. Um, she flips over ace 10 off suit, so she had top pair on the flop, and then she turned two pair. I really don't like her turn shove. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what she's going to get value from there. I think it's just a level one player that I have to pair. I think I'm ahead. I'm going to shove. And she's shoving for three times the pot. Um, if she's trying to get value from a queen, which would be in my range there, she's not going to get it. Uh, a weak ace, I'm folding. Um you know, I just don't know what I would have there that she's going to get value from by uh, shoving all in like that. Ace-King, I would have re-raised pre-flop. I don't like her shove, but, uh, well, I guess I do like her shove. <laughs> but uh, from a strategy standpoint, I do not. So I think a lot of uh, people here may fold this gut shot. I certainly fold if she bets something like pot. There's just not enough behind to justify it. There's only four cards here that really make our hand. Uh, four out of 47, which is less than 10%. It's like eight and a half or something. Um, you know, you, you have to really make sure and pay attention that you're getting the right odds when you're calling for a gut shot or when you're calling for an open-ended straight draw, that's going to give you eight outs flush draw. Then you got nine. Um, a King could be an out, uh, if, um, uh, you know, if she's got a queen, but I, I really wouldn't even want to the way you can calculate those is you can uh, just make it like one out. Okay, so you could say that we have five outs here instead of four by saying that a king could be good some of the times, but I think the vast majority of the time here we're just going to have to spike a ten. Um, yeah. Another quick uh, poker table math that I'll do is let's say we... Uh, we've got the flush draw, and there's also a, a backdoor straight draw, something that would give us runner-runner for a straight. Um, you can calculate you got nine, um, nine of that suit, nine outs uh, to make your flush, and then just throw in one more out and call it ten uh, for the runner-runner straight. That'll get you pretty damn close. Hope you guys enjoyed that hand. By the time this podcast comes out, I should be... In Laos, I believe. Um, yeah, I think so. And then we'll be soon going to Thailand next week. Thank you for tuning in. Here is your weekly motivational speech. You can be a history maker, or you can be liked by everyone around you. You can't be both. The very nature of living your personal greatness and doing something otherworldly in our world of ours means you're going to have to think differently from the majority. You're going to have to install the habits and routines that most people don't do. You're going to have to live, talk, breathe, walk, work, produce, create in a way that most people who are card-carrying members of the cult of mediocrity just don't buy into.